Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm your other host. And my name is Tenant Michael. And it's oh so nice to be back here with you again. Oh wow, nice vibe today, Mike. Very chill, very relaxed. Very you know unlike what? you. I can explain what what inspired that. You see, just before we started recording, I spent the morning listening to the John Tesh radio show. Do you ever listen to the John Tesh radio show? He uh, he plays songs, he reads listener questions, he, I believe, gives listener advice, and he has this very, he has that famous uh, soothing mm-hmm. John Tesh voice, and so I guess that, that uh, I absorbed it through osmosis, I guess. I didn't take you for a Teshi. I'm a Tesh guy! He's is he, he's pretty handsome, John Tesh. Oh, they don't come more handsome than John yeah. Tesh. Well, he's got that almost Frankenstein-like big jaw, but in a way yes. that is good. Handsome, yes. He's as handsome as Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Those big bolts in his uh, yes, in his forehead. Yeah. Do you do you remember the era of Entertainment Tonight that was John Tesh and Mary Hart? Because yes. to me, that's the only era that mattered. Yeah, I would trade, you know, five of uh, today's current hosts for for one Tesh or one Mary Hart. That's when Entertainment Tonight was Entertainment Tonight. And and did you think that they were married? I just always assumed that they were like a married couple who had a an unhealthy interest in, you know, celebrity news. They looked kind of like a married couple who found out after they had been married that they are actually a strange brother and sister. I guess they did have a sort of a sibling, you know, resemblance yeah yeah you know Although think she, about it she didn't have quite as big of a jaw as he did as you pointed out earlier that's true no mary was mary was uh was very pretty um i'm, I'm looking her up now gosh yeah oh huh. she was She's, married to a guy called terry hart mary and terry hart interesting hmm. um did you ever did you, you know uh john tesh have you ever listened to john tesh's music um, I've heard a bit of it. I mean, the only song I could name for sure that I know is by John Tesh is the theme song to the old Howie Mandel cartoon, Bobby's World. What? He did that? He did the theme. You know, you think of Howie Mandel, his crazy, off-the-wall, improvised comedy, his multiple mental problems, and you think, <laughs> who's the right musician for this guy? Tesh. Do you, how did that song go? Do you remember? Um, it was like some sort of carnival calliope type type theme song hmm. um, that sounded, you know, it sounded just as crazy as 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 Bobby's world was. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people know this, but, you know, he did the, the theme song for um, like the basketball on N- NBC, I think. Wow. And there's a funny clip online of him playing that live and air <laughs> dribbling a basketball. And people are going nuts. Wait, he's he's dribbling and playing the keyboard at the well, same time? Well, he's on the keyboards. It's a packed arena he's playing. Right. This is real, people. I mean, you've probably, yeah. you may have seen this, but, and he's wearing kind of like long robes. I think he's <laughs> yeah. wearing a robe of some kind. Well, yeah, of course. He's John Tesh. <laughs> yeah. And he's, while he's playing 
with one hand on the piano. His other hand is air dribbling a basketball because it's wow. like, it's a basketball song. Man, I would have hated to be a guy in that crowd, you know, with, with my girl, because mm-hmm. I, I bet every woman in that crowd that day was just, you know, drooling and panting over what Tesh was doing there. <laughs> I actually do think that. Yeah. If you if you went to some sort of couple swap orgy and John Tesh walked in, you'd be like, damn it. Because your wife, you know, that's who she's going to want. Absolutely. Do you think John Tesh is a Republican? Probably. <laughs> He's got the look. Holy shit. Or is he is John Tesh a democratic socialist? <laughs> yeah, I don't see him being a uh, a Bernie bro. I saw him tweeting nonstop on May Day the other day. John Tesh was like, "Workers are the workers have the power," and he kept, you know, he, he <laughs> well, tweeted Mike a video. This. He was playing the the old Soviet Union anthem on his piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know. I think he's a big Chapo Trap House listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, get this. I'm looking it up here on uh, as we speak. And according to a website called thelist.com uh, on uh, November 2020, John Tesh announced he was leaving Twitter to join Parlor. Okay. But then he deleted it. But his deleted tweet said, meet me over at parlor.com and say goodbye to viciousness and censorship. <laughs> so he might be like hard right. Imagine a bunch of proud boys like... Uh, getting excited because John Tesh was joining their <laughs> social media platform. We got Tesh, boys! <laughs> woo! 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 <laughs> was John Tesh part of the uh, group that stormed the Capitol building? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have been. He's strong. He could- Wearing his Bobby's World jacket. <laughs> or a robe. Or one of his sort of futuristic Maybe robes robe. that he wears when he performs on stage. Hmm. So, James, how has your gall darn week been? I want to hear every detail about it. Gall darn. Yeah. What is gall? I guess it's like gall darn is like G's where it's like uh, it oh. replaced uh, blasphemy. Instead of Fair goddamn, enough. you're saying gall darn. But, you know, I think that God would rather have you curse him than, than sound like a, a simpleton. That's, well, that's a good point. Or maybe yeah. it's the galls. Mm-hmm. Asterix and obelisk. Um, my my week was actually pretty good, Mike. Um, you may remember. Uh, I, I, did I tell you this that I'm I'm like um, I'm thinking about dipping my toes into stand up. You know? Did I tell you that? Oh yes, you're every year or so you threaten to to become a stand up comedian. Yes. I get the itch. You know, I just mm-hmm. have so much to say, and I have so many opinions and so many takes on the our culture these days. Yes, you do. And sometimes a podcast isn't enough. It's like yeah. when guys cheat because they're like, one woman's not enough. I'm like that with my red hot controversial opinions. Sometimes the podcast is, I can't get them all out enough. We only do it yeah. once a week. Yeah. So I just want to get on the stage and rip everybody a new one and give my hot takes and just shock everybody. Right. Um, well, that must so, be hard um, to do these days because obviously, you know, we're we're still we're here in Ontario. We're still under lockdown. So, so have you been doing um, have you been doing some Zoom comedy shows? 
Uh, I would absolutely friggin' not, Mike. Stand up doesn't translate over Zoom. I'm not going to do a stupid Zoom show, Mike. Oh, okay. What uh, I've actually done is done a house party show, a secret underground show with actually cool people who aren't scared about this damn dumb disease going around. Um, so I, I did stand mm. up okay. um, at like a, a house show. Seems and stupid, seems dumb, seems It dumb. wasn't stupid or dumb, and I fucking killed, and I got okay. some great material I was doing, and it was actually pretty cool, um, mm. and it actually went great, I, yeah, I, I, I killed it. Um, really? You know, yeah, and I did all stuff about COVID, and like, observations about COVID, and everyone was going like, holy shit, this is fucking so right and true, and I was like, I know what just came to me, this is crazy, so it was actually pretty really? cool. I hi- First of all, you know, no offense, but I highly doubt that you had a successful performance and you know there's there's no way for me to to even verify that that happened so well actually actually mike you're wrong um i record all my sets now well i'm gonna start recording all my sets now that i'm getting into stand-up and i have a recording of a i I can play you like a couple minutes of my of my set if you want to hear oh this this will be rich it Um, will be rich sure um fine yeah play me play me your recording yeah all right What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Yes. What's up, what's up, what's up? Um, God, it's good to be here. It's great to great to see Alayal. Um, so how many of y'all got the uh, COVID shot? I know, I know, it's fucking bullshit. I know, I, d- I got mine, but it's basically just to impress a chick. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, uh, um, hoping to get some nookie later. Um... But yeah, have you noticed with these COVID vaccines, they all got these different names? Has anyone else noticed this? This is fucking crazy, right? Like, like you got this one, what's it called again? Pfizer? 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 Right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking like, if if, if, these, if this was like a person, Pfizer, it almost sounds like a German guy, you know? Pfizer! Pfizer! You know, I'm going, oh, I hope this isn't Hitler. <laughs> But then all the all the vaccines, in a way, are kind of like people, aren't they? Like I said, Pfizer's like a German guy, like Hitler. You know, what about uh, what about Moderna, right? Modern sounds like a future person, like C-3PO. Oh, yes, Master. I mean, uh, Luke Skywalker, yes, I'm a vaccine. I mean, what's going on here? What are we doing here, people? And what about um, AstraZeneca, right? AstraZeneca, you know this one? It's... Um, you know, AstraZeneca to me is like that uncle. You have that weird uncle who, who you know is actually a good person, but then you're also like, uh, is this guy going to give me a blood clot right now? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What the fuck? What are we doing here? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, is that it? That's it? Well, that was just part of my riffing. That was just like a section of the riffing. Oh, okay. But it's good, right? It's like material. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. You know, I think... Um, yeah. I think people are going to want to hear a lot of COVID jokes for quite a while after the lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, heck, <sighs> you know, I, 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 here's what I'll say, you know, good for you for getting up on stage and performing. Cause that takes a lot of guts to do. Actually. I mean, you know, preferably I'd rather you have done this when we're not in a, a pandemic. So it's actually very, uh, 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 you know, dangerous for you to have done this, but you know, you still, you still got up there gave it your all. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe next time you'll have a better, you know, you'll have better material. Uh, you'll have more self-confidence. Better material? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That was good. That's... I mean, 
you heard this shit. You heard this stuff about the different vaccines, right? Yeah, I mean, just you know, saying that all just because someone has a German name means they're you know a Nazi is a it's a little old fashioned, a little not uh, not the most you know progressive outlook, and you know the. Uh, Modern one, you know, C-3PO, sure, that's fine. But the And also yeah, the was good. the last one, the AstraZeneca, the uncle giving you a blood clot, just, just plain old didn't make sense. But, you know, again... What are you a- talking about, Mike? Have you been reading the news? They're saying there's a small yes. chance AstraZeneca yes. gives you a blood clot. Yes, but the, the most people don't can't relate to having an, uh, an uncle who gives you a blood clot. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what no, I mean? No, I don't see what you're saying, okay. Mike. All I see is I look at the news and AstraZeneca, oh, people are scared it'll give them a blood clot. I'm, yeah. I'm poking fun of the news. Like, it's right. satire. Fine. I mean, he- heck, uh, you know, once again, kudos to you for having the gut. God knows I don't have the guts to get up on stage and, and do and, and try comedy because it's very hard and very, very intimidating. So, uh you gave it your best, and that's all that that's all that matters. Well, I, I appreciate that, Mike. And I gotta say, it's actually not that hard or intimidating. I really found it easy to come up with material because I'm all about observation. Like this stuff right. just comes to me, like bing, bang, boom. You know, I see I see an old man falling down on the sidewalk, and I'm I'm thinking of a joke. You know, or right. uh, you know, I see you know uh, someone getting a car accident, and and they're like, help, help, and I'm I'm just looking and I'm thinking of a joke. It's like it's crazy. My oh. brain. I'm I'm realizing I have this amazing brain. Sounds like your life is like a continuous, uh, you know, uh, uh, Final Destination movie. You're just seeing people uh, crashing and having accidents and and getting smushed and stuff. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but the material I'm generating (laughs) at this pace, I'm going to have... Oh boy, I'm, my my Netflix hour. Well, we're, I'm hoping. I'm not going to try to be too cocky, but I'm hoping 2022. But yeah. at this rate, I actually don't know. It could be 2021. If Netflix well, isn't full of shit. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. I'd love to see an hour of you doing comedy about what type of person each each vaccine is. Hey, speaking of that, um, I noticed you didn't. Maybe you ha- maybe it's later in the recording. But what what type of person is is the Russian uh, Sputnik vaccine? Did you? Oh, yeah, I've been did you address on that, that one? Uh, yeah, I did. I did have a little gag on that. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, my thought was, you know, Sputnik. So there's this Russian Sputnik vaccine. Right. Yeah. And uh, wait, wait a second. Isn't Sputnik a thing they shot into space like 80 years ago? OK, so does that. So then I'm kind of riffing about. So does that mean I got to go into space to get this vaccine or or does that mean like the Sputnik is kind of like. Yeah, like a cosmonaut Yuri yeah, Gagarin. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, just riffing like that. That's good. Yeah, you should have led. You should. You should have led with that one. I know. I know. Yeah. I wish more countries made vaccines because I'm really good at accents. So, you know, if yeah. only you know, uh, I don't know. If only like Australia had a vaccine, you know, I oh, could God. really have fun with it. You know, like what do you call I, like put me in your arm, mate, and stuff like that. It makes you. Um, it makes you sunburnt and racist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought of that off the top of my head. You know, I'm not a, you know, you're the comedian here and I'm just the, you know, the. You know the what? You citizen. could be a writer. You could be writing material for me. Could be. Could be. That you know, mo- I've work. heard rumors that a lot of top standard comedians have teams of writers mm-hmm. who uh, write their material for them. Yeah. It's not a bad avenue for me. If I start paying writers, like, you know, I kind of got the pizzazz people, you know, I got that face that everyone goes, hey, I know that guy. It's, yes. it's something to think about going forward. Yeah, it could be a team. Right. No? 
I pay for your paper and pens and you know, buy a sandwich and you write. So we're the doing jokes. old school. We're yeah, old school. Yeah, pen. absolutely, okay. old school. Yeah. The way Carlin did it: paper and a pen yes. and a cup of coffee. Cup. Right. Very funny. Very funny. Hey, you know what? Um, speaking of paper and pens and going old school, I just had a. Uh, funny thought. Maybe it's funny. I don't know if it's funny, but um, you know how recently everyone's been talking about uh, how Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are are getting divorced. Sadly, um, I was thinking because he's you were talking about pen and paper, and I was thinking about Bill Gates, who we associate with computers. And I was thinking uh, maybe now that now that he's on his own, maybe Bill Gates should release a new version of of Windows just for divorced guys. Right, and oh. it'd be called Windows because you know how there there was Windows ninety five and Windows ninety eight or whatever. This one would be mm-hmm. called like uh, Windows divorced, and it would have <laughs> the uh, the whole Microsoft Office suite of programs. So you'd have uh, you know uh, divorced Word, divorced <laughs> Excel, uh, divorced PowerPoint, and yeah. you know, and so on. And is there anything different about them or? You know. They just take a long time to get started, <laughs> and they're they're kind of sluggish, and they're yeah, like um, you know how they used to have Clippy, or like they have like pop up help things. Yeah, the the pop ups will just be like you know, bloop. Uh, what's the point? Like, <laughs> bloop. I like that. Gonna, let's go get you know, let's go have a beer or something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? or like ah, uh, fuck it, I'm gonna play video games. Just Ben Affleck's face pops up on the screen smoking and, and you just go, uh, you yeah, and instead both. of a clip, it's a little cigarette. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess before we, we get to our guest this week, um, we should just remind the listeners, we do have a Patreon and you are more than welcome. The door is, is always open. Um, me, Patreon, a Sue Patreon. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Door is ajar. Door <laughs> is ajar. Bing, 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 bing. You should do that in your stand-up act as well. Funny car voices. Oh yeah, yeah. Tick uh, tick, pa- tick 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 tick. Okay, I'm a yeah, I'm a indicator. Tick 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 tick. You know. <laughs> uh. Yes. Patreon.com/slash/landlord/tenant. Give what you can. Don't take anything from it, please. Please don't hack it and, and oh. steal money. But um, we'd appreciate it. And uh, if you can't. Uh, support us financially, please rate us and review us and recommend us to your loved ones, your therapist, um, the strangers on Tinder or Hinge, <laughs> anyone you can. But yes, thank you everybody. Thanks to all who who uh, who support us! And if you can't, please don't worry, but you could rate and review us and we'd be don't worry. so grateful. Don't worry. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's time for the break. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Our guest this week, he's a returning guest. That's the one thing you need to know before I go any further. But he's also a comedian and an actor. And this week, he's celebrating the one-year anniversary of his Crave TV special, 66 Jokes. Can you believe it's been a year? Look, everyone, it's Tom Henry. Hey, Tom. Hello. Hey, Tom. I didn't actually know that it was the one-year anniversary. Thanks, Mike. Well, 
Yeah, you're welcome. I went to to uh, Twitter, and your pinned tweet was from May fifteenth, and it said that it was uh, premiering. So it's not not exactly one year, but it's around one year. Yeah. Okay. Funny story about when it did come out. They didn't tell me when it was going to come out. Oh. And I sort of found out somehow. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> that seems odd that they wouldn't tell you. Well, they got a bang-up operation over there. <laughs> now, Tom, I'm going to be the uh, overbearing father slash mother here. Yeah. Uh, only 66 jokes? Why not 67? Why not uh, Here we go. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Yes. Well, as I like to tell people, I'm a big Mario Lemieux fan. Ah! I actually <laughs> did. I have a new-ish friend. Okay. kind of semi, well, somewhat famous. Whoa! Yeah. And I sent him the uh, special, and he watched it. And he wrote me um, from his trailer. Oh. He wrote me, um, you know, great special. This joke was funny. This joke was funny. Then he goes, it's kind of like uh, meditation meets comedy. And then he goes, uh, one thing, uh, it's it's kind of cool, uh, the space you take between jokes. But also, maybe a bit of a missed opportunity. <laughs> Like you should be filling that space with more, yeah. yeah like funny so. noises, or you could like do a dance move or something. Or I guess like a full other joke. Right, yeah. right, right. How so, how did you meet this famous guy? <laughs> well, we were on a TV show together. I can't get too into it. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah. So that if it was a TV show, that immediately uh, excludes Tom Cruise from the list of people I was speculating on it's not tom yes yeah. no it's not him okay Oof. but let's let's just say i had a small part on a big tv show and <laughs> and that's all i can say <laughs> oh wow right. Ooh, mary j blige it's mary j <laughs> you know hates, i don't think she finds me very boring in comedy <laughs> but we're gonna you keep know- being friends Oh, cool. You know, uh, when, when she was in Toronto filming uh, that Netflix show, yeah, I saw her in, in a hotel pool. I went oh, to a right. hotel bar and I saw her hanging out with her friends in a pool, drinking. She had a little roped off area in this hotel bar pool. And you, you know what they do? They probably paid her to go to that I wonder. It did, it did read like that. It didn't seem like she requested the roped off area. It felt like the hotel was making a big point to be like... This is the Mary J. Blige area. Yeah. <laughs> and that hotel is in a pretty, like, desolate area of the city, right? I don't it, think... Well, it's a very nice hotel, but it is, it's at the X. So yes. you kind of did just look out over a parking lot. It's near medieval times, you know. Yeah. Which Mary J. Blige, famously, she loves medieval times. Yeah. Did <laughs> yeah. Mary J. go play a little bit of the... Some of the uh, games out at the X after? <laughs> Yeah, she uh, I kind of peeked down and she was doing the um you know, she was doing that uh, that ride where you sit in those chairs and it f- takes you across the X and she was checking out the Toronto FC. 
When I did that show, not to go straight into showbiz, but when I did it, when I had a small part on that show and I knew that my first scene was with Mary J. Blige, who had a fake name on the call sheet. Really? So I I could have even not known until, but somebody told me in the biz. And um, And we're talking about Umbrella Academy, by the way, on Netflix. That's right. right. (laughs) Um. I sort of had to sit in this tiny trailer for five hours, just sort of knowing that I had to go and do this scene with Mary J. Blige. And I was really terrified, like, because when celebrities are involved, you really can't screw up. Because they because you need to be perfect so that they can screw up. Mm. So I kind of had this hell for like five hours, just running lines constantly. And then she was very nice and it was fine. But I could imagine like that would be so embarrassing if you have this scene with a big shot. And if you just have a weird mental problem that day where you can't just can't say the line right. Yeah. Oof. And, and, and I'm not an actor. I didn't train to be able to memorize lines. <laughs> right. I, I did. Uh, I'm bad at it. I mean, I guess the worst case scenario in that. Is like say you had screwed up and you had knocked Mary J. Blige off of like off her game. Yeah. And a few months later, she releases like a scathing new song where she trashes <laughs> you by name. That you know you don't want that. A diss track. <laughs> yes. Then I'm on the map. Oh, that's true. Now yeah, you'd have to yeah. release your sort of diss track back, but I know you're not really a musician. Uh, maybe it would be just sort of. Um, improv or stand up or I do like 10 very slow jokes about her that the guy says are a missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, well Tom, before we started talking about your special and Mary J Blige, you um you told us that you were drinking a little uh, cocktail. Oh boy, here we go. What you sipping there? What you sipping? We can go around all all three of us and and, and talk. Mom, about turn off the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. There, there's the drink. I was having a small drink to loosen up for the pod, as I told yeah. you guys. You have a small drink before a stand up set, so I have a small drink before a pod. Yeah, yeah. And then we had these crazy technical issues. It took us an hour to figure out how to record this. Yes. yes. And it made me want to drink a lot more. So I have <laughs> much more than a small drink now. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it just went seamlessly from the intro to talking to Tom. But in reality, there was a good hour in there where, unfortunately, Thomas having tech issues, which happens. Yes. Yeah. I do apologize. I'm oh, on, don't. I, somehow on two computers right now. It's it's good. I'm on two. James, you've got one. How many computers? I'm on one. Yeah. Tom, though, it's interesting. He has one earphone in one ear connected to one <laughs> device, I think, and then another earphone in another ear connected to another device. Yeah, I have a $3 set of headphones from, uh, I don't know, some crappy place, and then I have a very expensive AirPod. Yeah. And, and this is what it takes to get... To get a podcast recorded in this day and age. You said something that really stuck with me before we started recording. Um, just before I'm glad said, that I was able to cut to your core. These, you said this. You said, these days, to be a comedian, 
You got to, you know, be a performer. You also got to be a techie. You got to be a PR guy. You got to be all these things. And that really stuck. That really made me think it's because it's true. We can't, you know, a guy like you used to just like to go up on stage in front of people. These days you have to have your own basically NASA, you know, control center just to, to reach the, the fans. Exactly. It's not like back in the day. There were 20 comics. You get the Tonight Show, you get invited to the couch, you get a sitcom. You're made in the shade. You also got to post hot Instagram pics. You ever consider yeah, doing yeah. that, Tom? Like getting into the sexy pic game? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Like when stand-up comes back, are, are you thinking of changing your style? Yeah, like becoming a comedian who is really buff and wears tight clothing or a comedian who sits down and gets real with the crowd or does, you know, yeah, funny voices or sounds, you know? I guess comedy does seem very young and cool now, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like you got to be a real, uh, you got to be a Dua Lipa these days to be a (laughs) stand-up. If you know who that is. I barely do. I saw her, her picture. Yeah. I actually saw her name like probably a year ago in a, you know, Twitter news or something. It said Dua Lipa's happy on her birthday or something like that. (laughs) And I took a a screenshot because I thought it was like, who the hell knows who this is? And I took a screenshot and posted it like, oh, I'm glad Dua Lipa's happy for her birthday. (laughs) And nobody liked it because I guess everybody knows who Dua Lipa is. I thought it was a funny name, like a funny name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, is that the equivalent of like someone in, like, uh, you know, someone in their 30s and the 60s being like, oh, the Beatles? <laughs> and like, everyone else is like, yes, they're the biggest uh, biggest thing in culture right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it was something like that. Oh, guess what country Dua Leap is from? Uh, don't know. England. I'm surprised you're not. <laughs> hey. I thought she might be a Dua citizen. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, she's got a lot of songs, according to Wick to the Google. Yeah, I've never never heard one. Huh. She's really popular and and hot and young, and I think we're being fully outed as old, mid thirties. Yeah, which used to be fine. <laughs> some yeah. some of you. Now, Tom, before we started getting this ball rolling, you said you had. You wanted to discuss a little situation with the old uh, a comedy uh, a, a comedy guy you admire and his uh, divorce. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, which one? So many, uh, so many comedians are divorced. There's you got a lot to pick from. Bill Gates. Uh, I mean, Bill Gates is one of the best comedians of all time. <laughs> but no, not Bill. Um, I actually had a hard time getting out of bed today, you know. I had to rouse myself out to do this podcast with you guys. But, oh, I'm um, sorry to hear. I guess I've just been really hit hard by the, the big Mulaney news. Oh, oh right. His di- yeah, his divorce. and yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. So why is this hitting you so hard? Well, you know, Mulaney and his relationship, his marriage was just like... To me, like in my mind now, love isn't real. Mm, right. So that's a hard pill to swallow, too. I, I remember and, you- and don't don't start talking about pills when you're talking about Bellini, by the way. Okay. But I, I remember when I would run into you, Tom, 
he would always, you know, we'd always catch up, but he'd always like gossip about the latest yeah. about their marriage. And you were always, you know, excited about like, oh, I heard they had dinner here last night. What do you think yeah. it means? Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone I run into, I go, oh, man, did you hear what Mulaney and uh, the woman he's married to are up to? They are the perfect pair. And uh, I just love how they're friends with billionaire uh, Nick Kroll and <laughs> and whoever he's married to. They go on double dates. My yeah, God. You ever been, you know, Tom, you're you're doing stand-up shows, you know, pre-COVID. You ever, you ever backstage at a comedy show and you see a, another stand-up doing devil dust? Oh, man. No, they say, say that's a thing. Can't say I have. Wow. Maybe but that's a New York thing. I heard about somebody. Uh, I heard about a, a, a an S, some SNL guy hmm. who uh, didn't last very long there and then went on the circuit. And he was doing a thing at uh, one of the clubs. I won't say where. And apparently <laughs> he had to be told not to be doing the devil's <laughs> dust. Wow. Wow. So I'm not naming names. Again, this is like taking us back to the start when I couldn't tell you who my celebrity so, friend is. Yes. Right. So but you're, you're, there was a guy on SNL for one or two years who didn't do much. Right. And is wow. a stand-up. Okay. And loves cocaine. Huh. You're like you're like a modern-day Joan Rivers sort of dropping celebrity exactly. gossip, uh, but not naming names. Exactly, and I am kind of ready to burn everything to the ground because my special didn't go how I wanted it to, and this, <laughs> this celebrity guy said that it was too slow. You know what, Tom? I have a good idea, or just a pitch anyway, for uh, a vehicle for you, whether it's a podcast right. or a show, not naming names with Tom Henry. Right. And in it, you spill the tea on celebs or people you know and all these yeah. dirty secrets which are not naming names right let's call it spilling the tea but not naming names well <laughs> a bit long but but and the you... tea thing when you said the tea thing i thought well that's new that's cool not naming names more that's an older phrase but yeah. spilling the tea that's that's the kids are saying that and you yeah, have just sidekick been... Mm. Oh, I was just going to say, your sidekick, if you're doing this show, could be a lawyer who sort of advises you <laughs> right. uh, as you tell each story about like how, mu- you know, how much you can legally say without... He goes, you know, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go, this guy, was on, this guy was on SNL for one or two years, then he goes, or maybe three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been watching The Circle, and people on that say... Spilled the tea a lot. Yeah. Like quite a bit. So, yeah, so it could be a good name. It. Yeah. Have, have either of you seen the uh, the new CNN is running a ongoing series called like the history of late night t- TV or whatever. And it's tracing, uh, you know, from, I guess, the Steve Allen and, and the Tonight Show all the way up to today's Kimmels and Fallons and, and Lily Sings. But uh, they had an episode about Johnny Carson, about how he would never on the air, because uh, he was so popular, he didn't want to divide the audience, he would never commit to one uh, political viewpoint or another. Uh, but his friends were like, in, in private, he was very left-wing. 
But hmm. he never said Carson. anything. Yeah, and then when he took like a vacation, he he had Harry Belafonte fill in for him. And then under Harry Belafonte, they had like all these like civil rights leaders come on the show. Uh, but Carson was too afraid to, to, <laughs> to talk about his own beliefs on his show. Right. Hmm. Do you know where he stood on Greater Albania? I think he was very opposed to it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was he a was real like, sense of tension. Yeah, he was a big Serbian guy, right? Uh, big Serbian guy. Whereas Ed oh, McMahon, wow. Ed okay. McMahon loved Albania, so they were always between, like when between commercials, they were fighting, you know, coming to blows. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Ed McMahon was a ladies' man? Mm, great question. He, I think he had multiple wives. How many times was was the guy married? I think they all had like seven wives. I mean, I guess you'd be attracted to his power and money. You know what they say, you got multiple wives at once. You're not a ladies man, you're a bad money manager. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Marine. He was? (laughs) He had been a Marine. Imagine being uh, killed by Ed McMahon in in World (laughs) War II. Hey! Oh no! Wait! He didn't say hey. Now what did he say? Hi yo! Hey yo! So he had three wives. He fought what? in one war, and uh, he, he uh, had one big. You know what? No, I don't know about that. But he, <laughs> yeah, imagine, I know Pat Sajak fought in Vietnam. Ed McMahon fought in World War Two. I'd like to see a series just about these, you know, beloved TV personalities. Fighting in wars. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Um, Ed McMahon married his last wife when he was seventy. What are you doing? Do you think What's that's the point wrong? Of that she was way younger. Okay. How old? Well, I'm just 62? looking at a picture. <laughs> Maybe I'm just looking sort of at a picture. Her name was Pam Hum. Hearn. Sorry, Pam not Hum. Hearn. Pam <laughs> Hum. Weird name. Ho Hum. Ho Hum. Hmm. Yeah, she was quite a bit younger, and she was actually—I'm going to be honest—very. She was she was attractive. I was trying to spit that out. Ed so, McMahon at seventy married a pretty a, an attractive woman who was quite a bit younger. That's not odd to me at all. What would have been odd is if you'd been like, "Oh, he was seventy, and he, and he married a younger, ugly woman." <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, that's odd. Um, hmm. Who is your favorite uh, talk show sidekick, Tom? Who do you remember well or, or inspired you? Oh, well. Oof. What's the I Mount mean, Rushmore I, of them? What's that? You know, like, who's the, who's like the, the you can't beat these, these talk show sidekicks? You know, well, like, I feel like we're talking as though we come from an era of talk show sidekicks. Well, you're right. It's kind of before our time. I mean, I never even watched Carson. I don't but even know it. Paul Schaefer. You got Andy oh, Richter. Oh, okay, like a band got, leader. You know, Andy Richter. Uh, yeah. Well, Schaefer was the guy, and then, yeah, I was a Conan fan, so Richter. Weinberg. Um, Weinberg, yeah. But these are band leaders. That's different right, than a sidekick. Right, but that's true. That's true. Did Mike Bullard have a sidekick on his show? He had a band I think, leader. I think he had a band leader. He yeah. did. Oh. Orrin Isaacs. Oren Isaacs. Oren Isaacs, who I once saw in a mall. No, wait, that's not true. My friend saw him in a mall. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was my memory or 
That's Orin <laughs> Isaac stolen valor, James. You're, uh... <laughs> yeah, but anyway, my friend Matt uh, McWaters, shout out, saw him in a mall once. Wow. So what's Orin Isaacs up to these days, do you think? Great question. My friend Matt was a really good bass player and said that Orin is good at bass. Okay. Okay. So so I'm on, I'm on the Mike Bullard, open mic with Mike Bullard Wikipedia entry, and I see that it ran for six seasons, which is surprising. I thought it was like two. But it ran from 97 to 2003, which means there must have been a 9-11 episode of Open Mic with Mike Bullard, <laughs> where he calmed you know, the viewers and reassured the nation. <laughs> we weren't going to do this show, but uh, the people need crowd work right now. <laughs> He's they went to need me zero. to ask you what town you're from and <laughs> not really know what to say after. <laughs> uh, tonight's open mic is a very special special episode. <laughs> this one's for the emergency responders. He, he brings emergency responders on and does crowd work with them. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, sir? I am a uh, firefighter. Thank you for your service. <laughs> he, it was the one show where he didn't make fun of people based on their job. Right. Yeah, where are you from? New York City, sir. Well, that's the greatest city uh, in, on a, on earth. <laughs> um, just to let you guys know, Warren Isaacs uh, uh, makes uh, music for TV shows, and he is his resume is extensive. So he's Which he's shows? doing doing fine. Well, loads Canada's. Got Talent, Canada oh. Sings, Project Runway Canada, Hockey Night in Canada. Are you smarter than a Canadian fifth grader? Oh, any show Race with Canada. Canada in the title. Well, yeah, any show that is an American show with Canada in the title. He quite literally has done composing for it, including Big Brother Canada, Chopped Canada, Top Chef Canada, Jesus. Intervention Canada. I didn't even know we had an intervention. It's like somehow they built him into the rights of these shows. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's not just recycling the Mike Bullard open mic theme song for Intervention in Canada, because I don't think that'd be appropriate. Because <laughs> that's like an upbeat song, you know? Yeah. Was, oh, man. I'm just trying to look it up. So, open mic with Mike Bullard ended in 2003. When did Conan O'Brien do his like week of shows in Canada? That I, killed lo- Mike Bullard. I do remember that. That was 2001, uh, two or three, yeah. Because it'd be so funny to look back and see, like, just like, to hear like hear Mike Bullard's like uh, thoughts or see what he was thinking or feeling well, when Conan was in town. Oh yes, was, I remember. Maybe, this. Was was Ron James scheduled for Bullard that week? Oh, and then he was Conan. Mike Myers <laughs> insisted. Have you I, heard that? Apparently, Ron James was only on Conan because Mike Myers insisted on it. I've heard I've never that. heard that. Yeah. yeah. We gotta get Ron on the this. I bet he'd yeah. do it. Yeah, how come you guys don't get any celebs? We do. We've we had do. A, we've had a few. Who's, who's the most famous person you've had? Man, Brent yeah. Butt, pretty famous in Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we must have another famous person or two, didn't we? Chip Zdarsky, famous in the world of comic books. Yes. Oh, Don uh, Donovan Woods. Yes, music. My cousin from No Joy. I thought you were about to say Donovan Bailey, and then then we could really. Oh, Donovan Bailey. We wanted to get them both on the same, but their management was dead against it. They didn't want the Donovan show. Yeah. 
He's really nice. And and I and listens because he tweets at us once in a while. So Yes. What a man. Um, Tom, would you is is the goal for you, Tom, to have your own late night show in Canada? Um or would you like to do that in America or or not at all? Wow, that's a big question. I've been thinking, yeah, go down to the States, put in a year <laughs> of stand-up, and probably, yeah, start up there. Start up a, um, I guess Conan's leaving TBS. I could get in there. There's a Help Wanted sign in the window of TBS right now, so you right. could, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's time for somebody different in late night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Maybe late night's over. Maybe morning. Maybe it's mornings next or afternoons. I guess we've already. Yeah. Morning night. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember watching the Letterman episode on 9-11. That was a, that was a famous one. Do you guys do you guys remember that? Yeah. You know what? I just remembered what I, I can go back to this if we want. But I really remember the chronology of Mike Bullard's demise and how that connected to Conan O'Brien. Oh, this is. Yeah, that's better. Okay. So so what happened was Mike Bullard moved from um Comedy, Comedy. Network to yeah. Global. Do you remember that? Yes. Global another Canadian network and the show looked bad on like it, it was a weird set. <laughs> it was weird. It didn't look right. And uh and I, I believe that coincided. It might not have been exactly, but it was right around the same time when Conan announced he was going to do a week of shows in Toronto. And people here are so insecure, do like Americans like us, that people went bananas for Conan. And yeah. it was honestly like dumping your girlfriend for the new, like, you know, a new babe. And uh, he got canceled like right after that. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> I hope him. Conan doesn't see Mike Bullard when he comes here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll look so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it like completely killed him. He he got canceled like not long after. I remember when the Mike Bullard open mic show moved from Comedy Network to to Global, and I remember he was on like the front cover of the Stars TV magazine at the time. And in the interview, I distinctly remember him saying like, you know, the show's just getting better and bigger. In a few years I'll be ready to take on Letterman. And that was a quote. <laughs> Marin Marin was on there a couple times on, on open, open mic? mic. Yeah, you can you can see the YouTube. Wow, did he have that sort of uh, big hair? Like he kind of had a mullet uh, sort of nineties look. He was kind of like hip and cool. Yeah, uh-huh. he was sort of like the beatnik comic. Uh, do you guys huh. think that when Conan was in town doing those shows in Toronto, do you think Mike Bullard himself tried to get a spot on Conan? He'd be stupid not to try. <laughs> oh man, we have, we have friends who did who did some stand up on open mic, and I remember at the time feeling a little a little jealous. I'll, I'll admit it, but um, clearly didn't lead anywhere. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Uh, well, I won't say who, but we. I I know someone who did his show, and. Um, said that um, Mike was a bit weird and had sort of <laughs> ri- crossed out some of some of the jokes this person was going to write and sort of said, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about, Tom? And was sort of like, don't do this one, do this one. So this person says. Oh, the jokes they were going to tell. Yeah. 
Like he kind of went through got in there and and like said mm, went maybe. back to his roots. Yeah. Of stand up. Yeah. So why won't you name this name? Well, I just feel it's not it's their story to tell. I notice I'm not even saying their gender. Right. I'm really being impressive. So it could have been anyone from Carla Collins to uh Humble Howard. Humble Howard. Well said. Well said. Oh, a friend of ours. I saw Jackie Pirico. She tweeted a joke last week. And one of the likes, Humble Howard himself. <laughs> That's a great topic. Before this podcast started, we all had a little meeting and we were like, oh, you know what we got to talk about? How Jackie had a tweet faved by tr- former Toronto morning DJ Humble Howard. <laughs> yeah. He's out there. I've done shows with him at Yuck Yucks. Yeah. Is he, did you... Talk, chat he's with him. A very, he's a very nice man. Oh, that's nice to know. Not to burst your bubble. No, I of, no no. Of malicious, uh, <laughs> making fun of him. When but, I was in um, high school, I listened to Humble and Fred. Humble and Fred. What kind of stuff one. does he talk about uh, doing stand up? He's like, ah, you know, I'm 60 now, and that means uh, I need Viagra. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> 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 um tom did he like your comedy did he see it? oh yeah 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 actually he's the celebrity i was talking about earlier who said i was too slow <laughs> he's in his trailer <laughs> <laughs> have have they invited you because they have a podcast i think have they invited you on i haven't got the call yeah fingers should. crossed yeah i think at the sock has a podcast too um would you go on that, Tom, if, if Ed, you know, sent you a message or would you say like, actually, no, I don't work with, uh, you know, puppets? Well, you know what they say, say you got to say yes to everything. Mm. Yeah. Do you? That's what, hey, that's why I'm here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I guess. I guess. You so. know, I actually would say that the original Ed the Sock late night TV show here in Canada <laughs> kind of a cool show i mean i, I mean this is, is this not my wrong remember it was, there was some good stuff remember that every year he'd do fromage yeah that was funny. 98 or whatever and he'd all the cheesiest stinkiest videos it was good yeah like if if you don't know who ed the sock is definitely google him he's it's a it's a comedian that's a guy putting his hand in a sock <laughs> i met him because i like years ago and i remember him being mad at Robert Smigel, <laughs> because this was around, I guess, when like Triumph was was on TV, like on Conan a lot. Triumph, the insult dog. Oh yeah. And Ed the Sock swore that Robert Smigel had stolen <laughs> yeah. the idea for Triumph from him. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely one of the one of the hallowed comedy writers of all times was yeah. watching. Much music. Stealing. It's like when 22 Minutes was like, hey, <laughs> SNL stealing our stuff. We did a sketch about the Prophet Muhammad. What do you... <laughs> How dare you, SNL? You know, Canadians... Uh, you know. How dare you sign up for CBC Gem <laughs> and watch it? 24-7 to see what you could possibly get from us. The world is stealing Canadian ideas, and it's it's awful to see, you know? Yeah. I mean, I actually heard Conan stole Mike Bullard's 
idea to have a talk show oh, in Toronto. God. <laughs> so, um, Tom, you you uh, have written on uh, Canada's, I think, only political satire show. This hour is twenty two minutes. Did you enjoy? Do you enjoy like when you're when you're doing that job? Like, do you, you probably have to read the news a lot. Do you enjoy getting into the news, or or is that like out of your comfort zone? I actually do. You know, when I'm there, I read the news, and then somebody brings up something about Trudeau or something, and then all and all of a sudden, I know what they're talking about. Yeah. Opposed to usually when I just don't even know who Trudeau is. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So it's good. It's it's cool to feel informed. It's cool to go out there to Halifax and feel like right. you're working on the Daily Show. You know, you've, you've got all the hottest opinions mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's waiting to see what you have to say about <laughs> uh Aaron O'Toole. Right. <laughs> I so did write a joke for 22 minutes when I was recently there that rhymed Aaron O'Toole with. <laughs> Fool? No, it was, um, oh, urine O'Stool. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it had something to do with a urinal and this kind of thing. So. Ah, nice. Because he so, had been, there's that famous picture of him where he's standing outside of like a porta potty. The porta potty, yeah, it. that's what it was. Yeah, right. Oh, Some that's... say that was a, a faux pas on his part. You know, I'm not going to weigh into this. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's doing great before that. Yeah. Now, because you're you're like a Toronto born and bred guy, Tom. You're Mister Toronto. Yeah. yeah. How did it feel to be a you know a guy from the six suddenly uprooted and living this new life out on the East Coast? What was wow. that like? Great question, yeah. Because they don't always like, you know, big city guys out there. Oh, they'll give you a hard time. They'll give you a hard time. Mm-hmm. They'll go, uh, I'll go, hey, can I have a vodka soda? And they'll go, oh, a, a real Toronto drink, eh? <laughs> right. And uh, then I go, hey, lay off me, pal. Oh. Uh, at least I'm not, you know. I don't know. I, I never have a comeback for that. <laughs> yeah, you don't strike me as a vodka soda guy, to be honest. I always see you as more of a whiskey or beer guy. Well, I try to watch my weight. Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, you, but yeah, you, the, you know, that whole, there's a real whole haunted fisherman vibe out there. Yeah. Did you it's like a, the ocean or did you not care for it? The ocean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's... You, I mean, I guess they say it's great because it's so vast, but you can't really mm. tell. It's only as vast as you can see, right? Great point. I found that people out there had this w- strange habit of um, almost like bragging about the ocean as if they had any part in making it. Where people be like, you know, <laughs> huh, we got we got the ocean out here. You don't have the ocean back in Toronto, do you? Hmm. Well, the East Coasters love to brag about stuff they think they have that we don't. Like, <laughs> oh, uh well, over here in the East Coast, we party in our kitchens. <laughs> That's our big thing. You guys wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, over here in the East Coast, we all take care of each other. We actually like our friends. You guys, you will, you guys wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, we over here in the East Coast, we love water. 
they, they they like to brag. They're like, "Oh, you Toronto people, you part you party in the toilet. We do it in the kitchen, you know? Like we're we're good." There's no uh, better party than in a kitchen and where a guy's playing guitar and you can't stop him. <laughs> and he's going to play no matter what. He's going to sing you a tune. He's going to play Santeria by Sublime. And here, if you go to a party and a guy's playing a fucking guitar, you're like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> he has to leave. Yeah, in a Toronto party, you're more likely to find a guy in the kitchen, you know, on on the turntables or with a laser light show and, you know, sushi, you know? Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> that would be really embarrassing if you went to a party and your friend pulled out turntables he just brought or he just bought. And he's it like... starts playing the Tragically <laughs> Hip <laughs> on, on vinyl. <laughs> Have you guys ever tried to scratch a record? My friend had turntables and I tried once. Yeah, I have. It seems I have kind of that. easy. Is that dumb to say? Well, I'm sure to be really good at it is hard, but I'd, I'd like to see you on a Friday night in a New York City club in 1983 in front of a packed crowd, James, with that exactly. attitude saying, oh, this looks easy. And the next thing you know, everyone's booing and everyone's saying, you know, get this guy out of here. I'm sure. And, and hip hop has just been invented and. You're well, up I just there meant making the sound trying of to like, recreate the sound. Like I made the sound easily. That's all I meant. <laughs> well, you guys I'm sure, haven't tried I'm it. sure you know Beethoven made the sound on his piano pretty easily. <laughs> Are you excited, uh, Tom, for the upcoming Canadian Screen Awards? I think it's May 20th. Uh, well, I'm on tonight. the edge of my damn seat, Mike. Is is uh yeah May twentieth? Uh, they have. Uh, I'll tell you this: the Mulaney divorce is. I can't get out of bed, and this is the only thing that's going to get me out of bed. The right. Canadian Screen Awards. Is sixty six <laughs> jokes up for some hardware? Oh yeah. Um. Let's just say no. Okay. Okay. It's not. Well, you know, Tom, <clears throat> we can relate because we weren't nominated for any Canadian podcasting awards, so. Yeah. Oh, the can pod. Yeah. Really? It seemed like everyone was getting in there. Yeah. Everyone Seems but us. Like, you know. Typical. To be fair, Mike right? didn't even sign himself up until the day before. Well. well that's I good. didn't tell anybody to vote. They wouldn't really care about when you signed up, would they? Well, there wouldn't have been a lot of time for anyone to vote. Oh, you have to you have to push it and get yeah. people. Yeah, to vote. you have to say, I'm running. Right. For for like the Oscars or the Golden Globes or the Emmys, do the people have to nominate themselves and then get their friends to? Mm-hmm. I guess you do because you have to like <laughs> you see those posters that say like for your consideration. For your consideration. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Rami Malek was running around town. <laughs> Tom Cruise was signing up to nominate himself on his computer just under the under the gun. Tom. Um, when you were, uh, earlier in your career, um, you had a, a day job or a night job, I guess, mm-hmm. where you were a bartender. How, yes. what was it like being a bartender? Well, wow. Pretty broad question, huh? You know, keeping it loose. It's pretty cool. You know, you get to be the, you get to make people happy. Yep. Much like in comedy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, did you get to know, like, were there regulars that would come in that you didn't know before that you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know this dude now, you know? It worked cool. at kind of like a middle-aged jazz bar. So <laughs> there wasn't a lot of cool things happening. I wasn't getting a lot of numbers, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I, was, I, I know James and I had come to hang out with you there mm-hmm. several times, and there was always the most uh, extraordinary sort of experimental jazz or like noise noise art noise kind of stuff going on yeah. so you, you must have seen all sorts of uh crazy stuff yeah there was a night where a guy was sort of screaming <laughs> on stage and people were oh well he was screaming and sort of touching one key on a piano and his partner in his band if you could call it that <laughs> was um Digging a shovel into a piece of concrete. That he so this was their musical act. Yeah, yeah. Not exactly chain smokers, but uh, you know, I suppose some people like it. I no, remember you yeah. sent me, I think, a video of that, and it was like an, an older man with whiter gray hair. And yeah, you're like behind the bar. I think it was daytime. I think there was light, daylight, <laughs> and you sent this video of this man on stage. Just being like, yeah, yeah. That was his. I think there's actually. Song. I think there's one on my Instagram. If you want to go there, check it out. Hey, and why not click follow while you're there, huh? <laughs> oh, Listeners, smart. do what the man says. Yeah, imagine that because because it was a um, the bar was like a Australian sort of uh, themed, like almost like community center type bar. Imagine well, people, yeah. It had given away sort of its Australian oh, vibe, okay. but it started that way. But no, it didn't stay Australian. But okay. every like month, we would have an Australian come in and go, ah, why don't you have any uh, Australian beer? <laughs> I can't do the accent at all. But. Yeah, imagine a group of Australians coming in thinking it was an Australian-themed place. They come in for some fosters, and then they just see an old man screaming on stage. That's not, <laughs> yeah. that's not Australian values, yeah. you know? This is in my Anzac Day is back of uh, back where I'm from. I uh, I you know would go and f- visit uh, Tom, which was always very fun. And I remember I would do it a lot when I was single. And you know you almost think when oh. you're single, like um, maybe I'll uh, go to a bar and who knows what'll happen. Maybe I'll meet someone at the bar. Imagine that. But yes, when I would, I was always very very happy to visit Tom, but never even got close to meeting anyone in that way remotely because yes, right. it's kind of a definitely kind of a middle-aged man bar slash. Yeah. Experimental jazz. Good, and good I remember to meet a man with a, like a graying ponytail. Yes. And some yeah. Granny glasses. If I wanted to meet exactly a, a man with sort of like um, with sneakers with holes in them and a long white ponytail, <laughs> I would have been in a perfect situation. Yeah. Well, I, I worked there for probably about 10 years and I had friends at the same time who were working cool bars. Mm hmm. And always be kind of around town, making out. Wow, really? Oh, yeah, getting numbers. (laughs) Young ladies everywhere, or young men if they were, or, you know, either way. And uh, (laughs) I didn't have any of that, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. The best I could hope for was, uh, you know, somebody needed help into the bathroom. (laughs) 
I remember yeah. James. James and I would come and visit you a few times, and yeah. because we go after we was, would pot after we would record, I think a lot. Yeah, James and I would come visit you, and if if it was a little too chaotic with the the music or the jazz noise, we would sit in the empty room beside the room yes. where you were. And so, what it would be would be a Friday night with just me and James sitting in a silent room, yeah, dimly lit. Having a conversation, and it wasn't always even heated in the winter, so we'd be like, "Right, cool." It was, uh, yeah, a little bleak, but uh, because we were waiting for the band to finish, yes, because often they were not great, yes. so we'd wait in this weird, yeah, empty room next to the the bar, and then we'd go into the bar when the band would stop playing. You yes. sit in there and just hear the distant echo of a shovel hitting a piece of concrete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two guys just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, at least it wasn't Buble, am I right? Oh, yes. Great point. Absolutely. Speaking of, have you tried Buble, the Michael Buble sponsored <laughs> mineral water? Real cracking podcast you got going here, huh? <laughs> anyway, it's not good. Um, yeah, I think I've tried it. You didn't like it? No. Oh, are you a LaCroix man? I love LaCroix. I call it LaCroix. I always called yeah, it LaCroix, and then, you know, I got lectured by some sort of Los Angelinos. Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently, it's LaCroix. You'll never make it in Hollywood if you keep calling it by the French pronunciation. <laughs> I'm a Perrier guy. I'm a LaCroix guy. Okay. San but Pellegrino. the bubble bub- is not uh, doing Bubbly it for you. is like bubble shit. James, you should do when when stand up returns. I can see that being the beginning of a new bit where you're like, "Oh, I'm a Perrier guy, I'm a Lacroix guy," and then you you do the you know the rest yeah. of the joke. You go, "Oh, I had the hardest time during the pandemic, and one day I had to drink bubble instead <laughs> of Lacroix." Yeah. Did you did you guys see that? Um, I'm sure you did that that weird tweet where. Um, this sort of like Instagram model woman did a TikTok like, oh, I can't believe that time I unmatched Ben Affleck from Raya because I didn't think he was real. And then she played a video yeah. he sent her where he's like, hey, Rebecca, <laughs> why did you unmatch me? It's me. It's me. <laughs> it's yeah, why me. would she think it wasn't him when that whole app is just for like the elites? Because <laughs> I think he's too famous for it. Too famous. Okay. Yeah. It's probably it's a me. bunch of losers. It's probably like. Yeah, like you're you produced some bullshit album or something. It's like, like you know Lucas what I mean? Haas. <laughs> yeah. Mike Bullard. You're like swipe no on Lucas Haas, then you see. Ben Affleck, you're like, yeah, it's not real, Ben Affleck. There's probably like real estate agents on it. Oh yeah, Mike Bullard, yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that he sent her a video just to know it's me. But it was kind of corny. I thought, you know what I mean? Like he, I mean, I guess he is rich and famous and used to people being like, oh my god, Ben Affleck. But it was very smug. I thought. It's you don't me. know what it's like to be as big as Ben Affleck. Well, neither do you. Apparently, Ben's back with J-Lo, if you guys really want to talk the tea. Oh, yeah. What's your take on that? <laughs> well, I think that would be a really cool new story. I mean, they first were together 17 years ago. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow. 
And they both be, look exactly the same as they, they did back then. They both look great. They look yeah. great. Weird. That'd be like us getting back with our high school sweethearts. Yeah. Let me just check in on that now, actually. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, 17 years ago. Wow. My high school sweetheart has two children. Really? Yeah. Looks like you dodged that bullet, Tom. Hey, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> maybe... that's, that's what Bill Maher would call the blessing of my life. <laughs> the blessing of life? Well, just the blessing of my life that I got away from... That. You remind me of Mark, because he never had kids, I don't think, and he's never married or anything, and I don't even think he believes in monogamy, but... Uh... Exactly. Just like me. And you know what, Tom? Since COVID started, you've grown your hair out, and it's it looks good. It's, yeah. like, quite long at the back. If you slicked that hair back and dyed it white... Mar, pretty Mar-esque. Yeah. <laughs> that could be cool. Yeah, so I you think... and I talk about Mar sometimes. That's true. That's true. Um, we're both basically Mar heads. Yeah. Do you watch the show, Tom? I don't know if you're comfortable to admit it, but we oh, both yeah. watch real time. Okay. I think James has fallen off recently. I haven't listened in a while. I, did, I get the podcast, you know? Oh, you're more of a podcast guy. Yeah. But uh, I'm like an old school TV guy, so I watch it on TV. I guess, yeah, you wouldn't want to be deprived of of seeing Mar. And only hearing his voice, you want to, you know, you got to see the whole You got to get the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, well, they they always say in show business that you always want to leave the audience wanting more. Exactly. And I feel like maybe we should should consider wrapping up the episode. But before we do that, Tom, is there anything you wanted to, uh, to get off your chest or anything you wanted to plug or any final bit of celeb gossip you wanted to, uh, to share? Mm-hmm. I'm going through it all. I mean, well, definitely plugs. check out definitely check out your special. It's very funny. It's still up there. It's on Crave TV. You have to look for it. It's not in any of the categories. Hmm. It's good. That's they make you work and really hunt to find programs it. on the Crave app, and it's yeah. really good because it makes people. You know, if you end up finding the thing you're looking for, you really want to see it. Exactly. Like, it's not in the stand-up comedy category. Right. Because it's not from America. But, you know, you search it, you'll find it. Okay. Um, and it's available in the States now, too, right? Yep. You can go to some kind of YouTube thing. <laughs> oh, Tom, you're going to okay, hate me say for no saying more. this. It's blowing up out there. You're going to hate me for saying this. But, Tom, I just had an idea for... You know how they have porno parodies of, like, TV shows or movies? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just had an idea, and forgive me, but a porno parody of 66 jokes, and it's called... Yeah. I think you know where I'm going. 69 jokes, Six, and it's a porn star that looks like you, but <laughs> in between jokes, he's having sex with, you know, this woman and that woman, and, yeah. you know... So, what would you say, like, James Dean? Yes, I would actually. Well, do you know? Do you even know who that is, trouble. Mike? He's in some legal trouble. Okay, you do. Actually, he's a porn guy. Oh, yeah. Was he canceled? By the way, I, th- I think he. Yes, I think so. So we'll, who's another porn guy? We'll get another porn guy one. in there to do sixty-nine jokes. There's a guy with long hair who's like probably sixty, who I, I know his face, but I couldn't tell you his name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was just an idea. I'm going to look him up. 
Well, okay, final rant. God, I gotta get a final rant in. Um, well, why don't we do this? Why don't, well, no. You know what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. I can I'm see. Googling this male porn actor, so. Okay. What are, you, what are the words you're using to Google? Found him. I wrote most famous male porn actor, Evan Stone. Evan Stone. What about Ron yes. Jeremy? Oh, right. Of course. He's the really famous one. I think he's, he's canceled. Oh, I recognize a bit this guy, too. Randy yeah. Spears. You know, we, you know, we have all these friends, obviously, who moved to L.A. for the yes. last bunch of years. Mm-hmm. I would always hear people going, oh, I saw Ron Jeremy at the bank. He was fucking the ATM. (laughs) That doesn't seem like a fun celebrity sighting to me. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that's not. I'd rather almost just not tell people if I saw Ron Jeremy at my bank. Uh, That could be a segment called Tom's Rules. Yes. Tom's Rules. Um, Hey, Bitcoin, why don't you... uh, Take a bit of time off so I can. <laughs> yeah. 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 I tried. I tried. No, those has been canceled after one episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can't top that Bitcoin bit. Yeah, that was good. Mm. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Tom. And yeah, we'll link to your Twitter, your Insta, your fucking uh, special and listen um, i don't go on any of these things anymore i yeah. quit we're grateful that but you... they still exist so yeah go follow but all right all right i don't look oh at you them. don't go on your your social media anymore. i don't look at them i think it's the scourge of the world mm-hmm. maybe this is my rant my bill maher rant okay everybody should get off you're all wasting your time <laughs> uh you're wasting your energy Nobody's getting anything out of Twitter. You're not going to get a job or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all pathetic. Get off. Can't disagree. And you're at Tom Henry on Twitter. <laughs> Please follow me. I need it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 